Hello and welcome back to the good, the bad and the backlog. I am Kieran and today I am joined by the uh, Vice President of the Russian Federation for Miniature Villages, Adam. <laughs> How are those tiny houses keeping these days, Adam? Das Vadanya. That's Russian, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's about all I know, <laughs> to be honest, too. Vodka. <laughs> Vodka and potatoes. Yeah, do you... No, wait, that's German. <laughs> the miniature houses are doing swell. They're fine. Oh, I'm pleased to hear it. I'm pleased to hear it. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's, that's keep, been keeping me up at night, wondering how they're doing. Oh, uh, well, you know, they're they're all in lockdown at the moment because of the virus, but um, the miniature houses... All the miniature are, people. Yeah, all the miniature people and the miniature houses are you know, safely social distancing as we all should be and wearing masks when and going out in public. And um, of course, the social distancing in a miniature village is uh, two centimeters apart, isn't it? Yes. Uh, good. I hope they're all doing that. The villages are also mice. So um, <laughs> yes, they probably should be evicted and or murdered because they're Yes. Pets. Well, it's m mice of you to bring that up. <laughs> that was <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> jesus christ oh god uh so so how's how's life keeping uh yeah it's fine it's it's okay australia isn't doing yeah. too well but i'm okay on the inside yeah well that's the important thing yeah england is much the same i feel would i'm just i'm just awaiting that beautiful second wave that's no not gonna come Oh, we're, calling it. we're on our second wave right now, so it is... Are you? Oh, it's good to know that all governments are stupid across the world. Uh, it's just, you know, people are stupid and make terrible decisions. So, yeah, I don't know what more you could expect. This is about what I expected. I just sometimes hope that maybe it would do better, uh, you know. It was really funny because I was it's... like, yeah, we are doing so well. Everyone look at us. Go Australia. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's yeah. like second wave. And I'm like, fuck, you guys have just ruined it. We had the moral high ground here and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know how yeah, little we get this opportunity to rub it in people's faces? It's the Australian spirit to be able to yell at other people and tell them how good we are. And now we've just fucked it up. Well, I hope you enjoyed it while it was there. Yeah. But because I don't think you'll have it for, for well, until the next uh, virus, which will probably be next year. Yeah. It'll be 10 times worse. <laughs> Hopefully we'll so, learn by yeah. then, but obviously we won't. So oh, we'll, we'll all be dead by then. So it's not an issue. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> anyway, how yeah. is um your life and world and stuff? Uh, it's okay. Much the same as you, I think. Just, just uh, enjoying nothing. Yeah, but I have, I actually, I know that we're supposed to be playing Horizon Zero Dawn and and Erica. Mm -hmm. I have, I have gone back to Shadow of the Colossus because oh, Jesus, because I am. Well, I need a break between games. Horizon Zero Dawn is pretty massive, and Shadow of the Colossus is just keeps me coming back. Those time trials are are they're addictive. But I will just, I would just like to say now, publicly state how. The time trial for Colossus number three on hard is absolutely ridiculous, and I have wasted so many hours trying to do it. It's the hardest <laughs> one by like so many miles, and it's 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 the it's the one that just like shakes you around constantly, and you've got no grip, 
and there's an extra freaking thing on its arm which you've got to get to and oh my god it's makes me Uh, rage you know what that's the one that i played straight away when i went to hard mode i was like okay let's just do a hard time trial and out of all of them i picked the third one and that's when i rage quit so it's the hardest one i made a terrible decision (laughs) yes honestly man i've done like all of the others almost first go and this one i just just can't i actually have i think i can't do it well i tell you what on me i'm i'm nearly like I've nearly platinum to Horizon Zero Dawn, so um, once I finish that, which will be well before you, I'll go back to Shadow of the Colossus and try and do the time trials. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, give them a go. But yeah, number three is an absolute bitch, and I commend anyone who's able to do it. And it's even worse actually because I've heard that in the PS3 version they had um, like they they had less time to do it. So, yeah, the fact that it's easier in ps4 and i still can't do it obviously it just shows what a shitty gamer i am really yeah you just gotta get good i guess so but away from shadow of the colossus colossus oh uh, i'm going to sit down <laughs> on my sheet <laughs> uh yeah away from that game yes we we have been playing Erica this week. if you don't know, was a game that was actually given away free on PlayStation Plus. I think it was last month, was it? Uh, um, yeah, technically I think it... Uh, no, it is It is last month now, but um, it was July, I think. Yeah, J- July's PlayStation Plus months. That and uh, Call of Duty or something. I don't care what the other one was. Yeah. Um, and it's a full-motion video game, or an interactive film, I guess you could call it, developed mm-hmm. by Flavorworks... Published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. There we go. Nicely done. Uh, it was yeah, released last August, so it's been out for a year, and I'd never heard of it. Don't know about you? Yeah, I never heard of it until it was a free game. Yeah, so uh, a full motion video-based interactive fiction video game. That's what yes. Wikipedia calls it. Have you had much experience with games like these, the full motion video and interactive film sort of ones? Uh, actually, sort of. So these were really popular back in the the old heyday of the PC, where you know you'd yeah. have like the whole, um, I guess they're just FMV games where you you play as a character, whatever, and you make a decision, and then somebody who was an actor will like a little clip of them will play talking to you and whatever. But I specifically yeah. remember one that I played, which was a Frankenstein game, and it had Tim Curry as Doctor Frankenstein, and no um, way. Yeah, um, it was like you could move around the same way that you would move around like mist or something, like one screen at a time, and then you'll change your perspective and then move in whatever direction. And there's this one part in that game where um, you're with Dr. Frankenstein and he's holding you at gunpoint and he's basically... Oh, you're playing as the monster, by the way. And um, he's like 
holding you at gunpoint and directing you to go a certain way. And in his classic Tim Curry voice, he's just like, walk forward, turn left, walk forward, <laughs> turn right. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, I played that one. It was full motion video, but otherwise... I did buy Night Trap on the Switch recently, but god damn that hard uh, that game is hard, so I just haven't really given it much of a chance yet. Okay. And that is another just full motion thing. Yeah, like don't you remember back in the old days how um they were complaining about games are so violent and they were using Night Trap as the example, which was like a bunch of girls having a sleepover and then these guys come into their house to kill them. <laughs> and then you actually, like Actually, actually now you mention it. Yeah, it's the like name the does ring a bell. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that it come to Switch. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and apparently it's much easier on the Switch because it has more control options for... I don't want to explain it because it will have to go into too much detail, but um, yeah. either way, it's notoriously hard for whichever platform you're playing it on. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I've not had too much experience with the PC ones, like um, back in the old Sierra Games era. Yeah. Uh, to quote classic Metal Jesus... Um, he loves his big box PC games. He loves his his <laughs> racing games. <laughs> um, actually, on that subject, I would love to to play that game that he was in. Was it like Slither or something along those lines? Uh, I can't. You remember. know the one? I know. I know uh, exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've I've played a few on the PS4 though. I played uh, the one called The Bunker, which was more more of a point and click sort of thing, but yeah. it's all. Um, it was kind of like one thing at a time um or full motion video it's pretty it was pretty interesting it wasn't that great and then i also played the late shift which was also developed by the guys who did the bunker and that one was like um some kind of criminal underworld based in london where you're like working on the night shift and you've got a you can either join these guys or something something along these lines it was quite a while ago that i played it yep. that was pretty good I, I enjoyed that one so erica is a game that allows you to immerse yourself in live action video and you can make tactile choices through physical touch offering a seamlessly flowing experience within the branching narrative every choice has a profound effect on what the player will see next with frequent decisions allowing continuous interaction with a runtime of a feature-length film erica offers a movie-like experience where players get to shape their unique path through the story and decide what they truly believe so that was the words of the developers, Flavorworks, about their game. Um, mm-hmm. And it mentioned offering choices through physical touch. So this means that you can use touch controls, such as the one on the PlayStation controller, or which I think is their preferred choice for players, is to use the Erica app, which you can download. Um and that that worked pretty well. It's it's more or less just like a black screen, which occasionally comes up with some of the things you see on the on the on the game, like yep. to swipe left or, or open a box, swipe up, select uh, decisions. Pretty pretty easy to use, really. What did you do when you played through? Uh, well, the first playthrough I did, I played using the smartphone i had to have it plugged in the charger the entire time because it was constantly on but Mm. i actually found that to be the most effective way to play this and like because you have a bigger surface area for your fingers to move um comparing that to the touchpad on the playstation 4 controller i felt like the phone had a lot more you know free movement and space to be able to you know do the motions on the screen that needed to be done so i actually 
much preferred playing on the smartphone. But when I played my other playthroughs, I played with the controller because I needed to read on my smartphone how to get certain endings because I was using a guide to get the endings, which there's like six different endings. So Yeah, I, I started with the app uh, because I think the game pretty much tells you to, as soon as you load it up, it's like, download this app. And then in the corner, it says, oh, you could use your controller. Um, yeah. And I switched halfway through on the first playthrough just to try, try it out to see what I preferred because I was I wasn't really enjoying using my phone even though it worked fine. Uh, I think mm -hmm. I preferred generally using controller, uh, but yeah, it, the touchpad is a little bit small and kind of you don't, it doesn't offer you such accurate choices like when you have to pick a dialogue option and they might be spread around the screen. It's a little bit a little bit hard to yeah, to direct. It took it. me ages sometimes to to pick the right dialogue option or even because the the space is so small that. In order to pick a certain one, I might hover over one of the options and then my finger might drift yeah. and then accidentally take it off and then select the wrong option. I was like, fuck, I didn't mean to just say that to him and whatever else it is. But um, I also thought that using the smartphone was really good for like casual players because like I, I could see people playing this game with a group of friends around a TV like they're watching a movie and just shouting out choices to whoever's in control of the phone yeah. to um you know continue the story and i kind of wished that i had friends that would yeah. do that with me you'd be like but those like my... those people on the on the advert campaigns where they always show the group of friends gathered around the tv smiling yeah. and laughing <laughs> and in reality that just doesn't happen yeah well my my old housemate we used to play um some of the interactive movie type games together like um detroit become human and yeah. Um, what's that one where they get all they all get murdered until um, dawn? up on the mountain yeah until dawn so we did until dawn as well um but my current housemate he's a bit of a um a sook so like anytime <laughs> you see um blood or dead bodies or anything like that he's like i'm out so like it ah, just wasn't any way that he was going to be playing this until dawn is funny yeah it's not exactly a scary experience yeah um but if you're one of the people that just aren't into it yeah I guess he, so. well he's just he would just be like nah too scary not gonna do it i'm like oh fuck's sake just like watch me play this game it's like watching a movie <laughs> but um anyway he walked in my room while i was playing this right at the part where you have to look at one of the dead bodies that has a piece of skin cut out of it oh, yeah. so he was like yuck and then he left i was oh. like okay well i just blew my chance to play this in the lounge room but that's of, okay of all the parts <laughs> to come in I know. Have you tried any other of these uh, PlayLink games, I think they're called, where they involve using your smartphone? No, this is the first one. Um, there's that game, what's the one where it's like Jack Jack in the Box or something? What's it oh, called? Jackbox games, like the party game thing. Is that is that it? Yeah, like one of those party games where um, you have a bunch of people standing around and they all sign in on their smartphones and uh, select yeah. questions or whatever. I've seen that played at parties before really nerdy parties but um <laughs> parties that i've been to and i was like i don't want to play that no, it's, <laughs> um, and then i was that's like the only other time i've seen it being being done before except for this so um i was really into this from the very beginning because something about holding my phone and um all of my attention being on the screen made me more involved in this than it would be like watching a regular film like I watched Interstellar a couple of nights ago and fuck, that was boring. Um, <laughs> I think I played Erica 
and my I was like glued to the screen the entire time because I'm doing even like mundane actions like opening a briefcase or something like that. So yeah, yeah. I was way more invested in what was happening. I mean, that is the problem. Or, well, it might be a problem depending on your point of view <clears throat> where a lot of yeah. the actions that you do have to do are simply mundane actions like opening a box or going through a door, uh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So some of the interaction is what adds more to the to the film than others, I guess. See exactly where you're coming from because having to play this game... I've played this game five times, so I've done five separate playthroughs. What? And How the fuck did you manage to do that? That's so quick. <laughs> it's only like an hour and a half. So I did two playthroughs last night, three playthroughs today, and um, I'm going to do another one when we're done here so I can get the Platinum Trophy. Oh my god. But when you start replaying the same things, because only like big portions of these types of games are exactly the same regardless of what kind of... Um, decisions you make yeah so having to sit through five times the introduction section where you have to you know pick a photo of your mother Mm. um and then try and guess where it is or whatever like you can't skip any of that and the mundane stuff that you can't skip just sort of drags the whole experience down but for me that's only really on repetitive plays the first time around i was like I'm in, I'm in this. I'm loving it. I don't care what I got to do. I want to find out what's going on. I'll open this door. Hell, I'll open all the doors. Just let's find <laughs> out what's going on here. <laughs> like, I didn't care. I was totally up for it. Yeah, I did not have that experience. I found it dead dull. <laughs> I, um, oh. I, I was just playing it thinking like, why can't I not use a controller and press X instead of swiping up? This is so frustrating and unnecessary. And yeah, nah, the story was not compelling. For me, I find it just really boring. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, Getting through one playthrough but... was, was a chore for me. Oh, okay. Well, how about we, we talk about what the actual setup is and yes. um, we'll try not to go into heavy spoilers because I actually want to protect people to you know from being spoiled because I think this game is great and they should all go play it. So, let's talk in generalizations and then towards the end we'll go like specific spoilers. Okay. If there's well, anything worth talking I should, about. I should read a quick summary, uh the one that's yes. on Metacritic. Enter a dangerous and shadowy world of murder <laughs> and cultists in this pioneering interactive thriller exclusive to PS4 that asks you to reach into the game world and take control of the narrative. I mean that is very uh that is very limited <laughs> in what it tells you. Uh even Wikipedia's only got one line, which I'll read. The game yeah. stars Holly Earl as Erica Mason, a young woman grappling with nightmares from her childhood and trying to unravel the truth of her family's occult past. Ooh. <laughs> um alright, let me do it. <laughs> okay. So, in a nutshell, you basically play this girl, Erica, that the game is named after, which, by the way, terrible name for a game. Um, it's the hardest thing to Google, because I keep coming up with all these other hits instead of this game. Yeah. But anyway, um, so basically, you're this chick, and then, like, in the past, you have these flashbacks with your dad, and he's like, hey, daughter, pick a photo of your mom. And so, you pick a photo of your mom, and then... <laughs> Anyway, your, your dad gets killed, basically, and then you wake up from this nightmare because it's this flashback. And um, essentially, she like goes to her door one day, and then there's a little parcel there, and it's got something ooky spooky in it. And then 
um, the police get involved and then you are taken back to um, the hospital, like it's a mental hospital where your father used to work as a doctor and where your mother used to be a nurse. Um, so Erica is an orphan, both of her parents are dead. Um, and then she's going back to this place because it's just safer for her there. And then you start to sort of unravel this mystery of what really happened to your mom. Oh, actually, you know what? That's not part of it. That's one of the, it's one of the story threads that doesn't get resolved at all. Uh, oh. <laughs> what happened to your dad and what's happening right now. So, and then you get introduced to like the other people that work there and the other inmates or patients or whatever. And that's it. I don't want to say any more than that, but you are there and there's a very sexy policeman that's helping you out. So, well, I mean, moderately sexy. Sergeant Blake. Fuck yeah, Sergeant with Blake. His, his, with his deep blue eyes. And his comb over. Yep, that's that's him. Yep. He's not in it as much as he should be, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like he needs to be in it more. I feel like, slight spoiler alert, you get to kiss him. What? It took me... F- took me five playthroughs to get to the point where you're actually able to kiss him. And I was like, yes, come on, Mr. Blake, put your lips on my lips and let's get this over with. That's some build and, up. Um, yeah, and it was just like a couple of little PG rated pecs. And then he's like, I can't do it. I'm like, oh, come on. I was waiting for like the the button prompt for give him a blowjob to pop up, but nothing happened. That's right. Unzip his pants. Yeah. Start dancing and taking your clothes off or something like let's get this started but um i was a little disappointed with that because he was a sexy man (laughs) and i was ready for it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know where i'm going with that but yeah yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) he's also played by someone named duncan casey hello duncan my name is duncan (laughs) hi duncan Get over here, sit on my bed and give me a kiss, love. (laughs) Pucker up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, that's Um, Duncan. Sergeant Blake. Yeah. Duncan Blake. Also, weird inconsistency, because I I have no idea how old Erica is supposed to be. Um, She comes across as like a 16-year-old, but... um, I don't know. She lives in her own apartment (laughs) and is kissing a police guy. I was thinking like early to mid-20s. Really? I just... I couldn't tell. I think like, she just looks s- like a small young girl, but I don't think she's supposed to be one. Let's, I, let's, but have, then I, let's find out exactly how old the actress is. She's 27. Okay, okay, but I, uh, y- you also couldn't really tell how old the other girls at the mental asylum are either, because you would assume that if they are daughters or whatever, they would be of an age where they can't make their own choices. Like, parents would have put them in there for their own welfare. Like, um, one of the girls in there, her dad is the chief inspector. Um, so if she was able to make her own decisions and was like an adult, you would assume that she would be able to not be in there. Right. Like in the, in the other two girls as well, like they seem to be able to make their own choices and they seem able to take care of themselves. So why is it that they can't just release themselves and that's the thing, go live their lives. They clearly aren't like in that bad of a mental state. They are perfectly normal people mostly yeah except for like the occasional uh fits that they temper have temper tantrum yeah oh yeah the fits they have fits <laughs> wait wait seizures let's be pc it's supposed to be seizures isn't it oh my bad seizures well they say fits in, in the film to be fair <laughs> do they uh yeah. i don't remember it doesn't really matter but 
The biggest identifier for their mental health issues is the fact that Toby doesn't know how to smoke a cigarette properly. <laughs> Did you notice that? No, didn't notice. Uh, okay, so the, the part where you get introduced to all the girls, like you walk into this room and one of them's off playing the piano. Her mm-hmm. name's Hannah. And um, then there's like Toby, which is like the badass chick. And she's there like puffing on a cigarette near a window. And she's like, what you want? And um, it's it's funny to me because I smoked for like most of my life. And the way she's holding the cigarette and inhaling is clearly wrong. <laughs> so I'm just like, yep, you belong here. You don't know how to smoke. I just like to imagine she had, she had the wrong end in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I paid a lot of attention. <laughs> Well, that's, I was really into it. <laughs> maybe that's the reason she's in there. She just she's insane because she can't work out how to smoke properly. Yeah, <laughs> or it's some sort of Easter egg by the developers. Some sort of social commentary on how you shouldn't be smoking. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so throughout the game, you get to make a lot of choices. Like sometimes you might have to decide which of the girls or patients you you want to kind of hang out with for lunch, for for instance. And that'll take yep. you to a different scene that you wouldn't have seen in the previous playthrough. And these are generally quite interesting from from the two play, playthroughs I've done. They were they were definitely quite different uh, in every aspect. So mm-hmm. it is worth doing. Um, I think I enjoyed the second playthrough far more than the first because of because of all that and what I what I knew. But what is a bit annoying is is what you've mentioned previously going going through these. Uh, repeated segments which you can't skip and you have to kind of just continually just get through to get to the new parts that is just uh, a little bit a little bit too tedious for my liking yeah um yeah which which girls did you pick on on your two playthroughs okay on the first playthrough and by the way on the first playthrough i did it completely blind because i i wanted to just do it as as i thought as i would um if i was using my own mind rather than following a guide um which i tried to do generally for games especially short ones but yeah for the hanging out i think i went with hannah to make perfume because you know (laughs) it's what i love to do (laughs) (laughs) uh what what did you do um i also did hannah uh i think i picked her though so full disclosure, I did briefly look at a guide, but it wasn't a guide exactly. It was one of those trophy roadmaps. So yeah. um, it very generally said, um, go with Hannah and be as as uncooperative with Blake as you possibly can. And then you'll unlock like 13 trophies in that playthrough or something like that. So I just based, I glimpsed at it and then played through it that way. And I ended up like playing Hannah's three times in a row. And I was like, fuck, this is, I'm I'm sick of you, Hannah. Like enough with you. And then it wasn't until the last couple of playthroughs I did today where I actually got a chance to see Kirsten and Toby's sections that I was like, ah, ah, there is more to this. And then I got excited again. Yeah. I did Toby's on the second playthrough. Toby's is good. Toby's was pretty interesting. Yeah. In fact, I wish I had done that first. It might have kept my attention more for the first playthrough. Yeah, the the more you play through the... Okay, so maybe like three times is where you'll get the bulk of the information and then the rest of the times that you play through and you sort of select the options that you didn't pick the first few times, you get like very small snippets of extra stuff. Like at one point in the game, you're at the chief inspector's house... Um, 
slight spoilers. Um, I think speaking about this generally, though, it's going to be vague enough that when you actually play it for yourself, um, these spoiler-ish sections aren't really going to mean anything to you. Um, so you're at the chief inspector's house and then Sergeant Blake and Dr. Flowers mm-hmm. are called away because um, somebody's broken into Delphi House, which is the mental hospital. Um, you've I played through that like four times and on my fifth playthrough, I picked a dialogue option, which actually tells you that the person who broke in is Toby and she broke into the pharmacy. And I was like, ah, oh, what do you know? Get out so of like time. you get sort of, you get drip fed, like all this little information and then you sort of just piece it all together at the end um i've basically pieced together as much as i possibly can and i can see that there are some threads that are very loose and hang in there and are not going to be resolved but other than that i enjoyed my time yeah i just feel like from one playthrough at least from my first playthrough i didn't really have a clue what was going on and when it got to the end i well i mean i loosely understood but also i just didn't really um get anything from it i didn't like feel particularly satisfied with the outcome i didn't oh, yeah. feel like i really cared about any of the characters at all and story was just kind of quite generic from from one playthrough oh okay then i'm sorry man i understand that you didn't like it but that's totally fine and generally your criticisms i agree with um, but the thing that I really like about this game is the fact that it gets so close to being exactly what I want out of a choose-your-own-adventure style game or movie, like interactive film. Um, ever since I was a kid, I used to read like those Goosebumps choose-your-own-adventure books, mm-hmm. and I had always wished that video games would be just like that, where you could make a decision and it would actually like have you know, repercussions and the different playthroughs would be vastly different. This is like so close to getting there, but falls under the same problems that all the other ones do, which is um, the main bulk sections are all exactly the same. And it's only the in-between sections that um, are slightly different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the problems I had with the game were partly the controls. Like I, I didn't particularly like using touch to, to do the actions and go places mm-hmm. and uh, actually no I think that's probably the main the main thing like there were there were a lot of scenes where you probably had the option to like go to a door go go over to a desk and look uh, spy on some people that sort of thing yeah. and a lot of the times it wasn't very clear to me or at least on my first playthrough and I wasn't really too sure you could do that sometimes it wasn't that obvious and i missed things which uh or i'm i wanted to do things but didn't realize i could mm-hmm. and that was kind of irritating for me because it meant it meant that for my first playthrough I, I missed things and or did things that i didn't intend to do um it was definitely better on the second playthrough when i realized what to do <laughs> even yeah. though it, it does kind of seem obvious like they have very kind of subtle light cues uh, sometimes as to what you can open or, or go and see. Um, maybe that was just me being a bit dim. <laughs> I don't know. But also, I would have liked to have just used an analog stick to, to point to where I want to go to choose yeah. an option. It, yeah, I don't know if that would have broke immersion for people. 
or maybe just having the option to use touch or analog sticks i don't see that would have been too hard to to put in the game that's just a third or fourth option um yeah that was one of my criticisms as well for the controls i think i wrote it down in my notes here so my actual note just says playing on smartphone is far superior to the trackpad for controller play i wish they incorporated a dialogue wheel of some kind so you could select dialogue with the joystick um same for like picking which door you want to go through or if you they could highlight what is selectable a bit better i didn't have any problems with it my only problem was like the size of the trackpad um i actually really enjoyed having like sitting in the controller on my lap and then just playing one-handed with the finger wait (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like um just selecting stuff with my finger and then my other hand was (laughs) free to do whatever it wanted normally like (laughs) drink a pepsi or put something in my mouth and eat it (laughs) you know (laughs) Like, eat popcorn or something. <laughs> of course. I don't know what else you would mean. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so, I... When I wrote down my criticisms, they're mostly sort of from the perspective of, like, the film itself or the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any problems with how it controlled. I had more problems with uh, the sort of setups that they do and the lack of payoffs that they have for a lot of stuff like i feel like they could have had more choices which go in different directions like instead of being so samey in certain sections um they could have had like you know you pick an option one third of the way through and instead of ending a delphi house you end in like a completely different location like mm. that's that's the kind of like choose your own adventure type of stuff that i like which is you know yeah like um dramatic exactly like imagine an rpg for example where you start off in a small farm or whatever and then the from point a to point b let's just say that point b is the finale and the linear way to get to the finale is like it's always going to be the same or whatever but the finale is in i don't know a desert kingdom or something and there's a fucking dragon there i want that RPG to have choices that you make where instead of going from point A to point B, you can go point A, B, C, D, or E will be the finale. So instead of always ending up with the dragon as the final boss in the desert kingdom, you might wind up fighting off a Yeti in a fucking frozen mountain somewhere, you know, like, yeah, take me. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like vast separate places. This is the sort of complaint that people had with life is strange. Uh, Yeah how it just kind of no matter what your choices are throughout the game you kind of have two options at the end no matter what you do yeah it's the mass effect three thing like you uh, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah that's yeah. probably the bigger one um that's my criticism of it but the the fact that this even exists and has um especially live action um because i studied film and screenwriting and stuff a couple of years ago and from my perspective i got really excited about this because it's like a film where you get to dictate where it goes and you get to be involved in the character's choices. Like I really got a kick out of having Erica make certain dialogue choices. Granted, she stays basically the same throughout, depending on whatever you choose, but you can be like slightly more sarcastic or you can be, you know, slightly more timid. 
Um, or you can do what I did in my first playthrough and um, shoot everybody that you can and <laughs> kill them. <laughs> Um, I did that on the second playthrough. <laughs> yeah, how good was it though? And it, it was kind of like uh, sort of unsettling as well that you're the one that's pulling the trigger on your smartphone or controller for this girl to shoot somebody. So um, that was really exciting from like a filmmaker's point of view. Fuck, I keep hitting my mic. You know, actually on that subject of pulling the trigger, I did find it hilarious because sometimes on my phone, it wouldn't quite trigger like fully so i have to swipe it a few times and you just see the trigger kind of go back but not enough i think just go forward and back it's like slightly anticlimactic and hilarious uh, that's that's exactly what happened when i was using the control pad because i would be like opening up a box with a body part in it or whatever but i would like move my finger up yeah it would go back it down. would go halfway <laughs> and i'd be like whoops let's try that again <laughs> like, yeah. like people were looking at her thinking like why are you so stupid why are you <laughs> why in this box <laughs> why is it so hard for you to open a box <laughs> <laughs> development often wasn't good and maybe that was partly because the the time they kind of spent or the actual just length of the whole film itself granted yeah. it's, it's it's the same length so maybe a film usually is but enough doesn't really happen in that time and the characters seem to change quite dramatically at times or some of the acts they do you feel kind of out of character and you start to wonder uh like you don't believe the characters yeah erica maybe it's i think what you're referring to is um the part where okay so now we're getting into spoilers a bit but um it's vague enough i think that we can get away with it and you can still play this and have some enjoyment out of it if this is your type of game but um there's a part where erica is basically convinced to um kill people and the way that she's convinced to do it isn't quite uh believable is that what you're talking about yeah yeah because yeah. from from what you can tell with erica she seems like quite a withdrawn shy girl would you yes. say yeah I'd agree. and she doesn't she doesn't seem to have like these aggressive tendencies and murderous urges to kill i think they wanted to play it off as she was sort of backed into a corner and that's the reason why she made those choices but i don't think that that attitude or that fear comes across yeah. very well yeah and that's the problem with having these scenes so having the key scenes be exactly the same so i think what they should have done is have those key scenes be performed differently like they should have recorded them several times over dependent on the previous choices that you had made so say for example if erica chooses to be aggressive in her interactions with the other girls or um with the, de the detective or whoever 
um, if she has that attitude and you select those dialogue choices from the get-go, I think the scenes leading up to it should have been performed slightly differently and that would convey the, um, the, the character development more effectively. Yeah, sometimes the dialogue options aren't really that impactful and oftentimes it's maybe just like an one extra added line that they've added. Yeah. And it goes back to the standard set story. Some of them are very impactful though. Like I was Some, surprised. Yeah, there's there's a few that take you to kind of separate areas or separate views that you wouldn't have seen before, which are more interesting. Oh yes, like um when you when you're choosing which girl you want to go with or whatever. But there's also um there's a part where like Hannah is starting to bleed on the piano and then mm. Chris Kirsten comes in freaking out. Two of the options lead to a, to one outcome, and then one of the options leads to a completely separate outcome, which I thought was really cool. Um, uh, actually, in both my playthroughs, I've chosen the same one of her, so I haven't seen the other one. Uh, well, basically, she freaks out, and only one of those options will actually calm her down, and the other two both lead to Toby getting tackled and basically stabbed in the neck with a syringe. Holy <laughs> shit. Goddamn. Um, yeah, so certain things will play out in a certain way but um i just wish that like i love the way that they edited this together and how they spliced everything together i just wish that there was slightly more variety um and they would they could have expanded this much more. okay well on that i would i would recommend playing late shift on ps4 because that game okay. to me was it didn't use it didn't use the play link um i'm pretty sure it was just controller um and it wasn't touch controls either thank god and that had much better endings at least they were they were more like what you're saying they had more endings that were in different locations different yeah. outcomes and some of them were a bit shit but some of them were really good and i yeah i thoroughly enjoyed that game is much it live action or is it computer gener- like computer graphics yeah yeah it's it's all it's all like like Erica, full motion video interactive film Oh shit! Okay, I'm definitely gonna get that. There's the whole the whole publisher, Wells Interactive. They've got tons of them. I think that's like more or less all they make now. Wow. Okay, I had no idea. I generally don't touch on these games at all. So, do you have any favorite moments from the game slash film? Yeah, I have a couple written down. um, Just like sort of moments that stood out to me as being kind of funny, um, because. There's a way at the point where you're asked to select which girl you want to go with. This sort of happens a couple of scenes after you your introduction to all the girls, where Hannah spits up blood all over the piano and basically just is dripping and blood everywhere. And then a yeah. couple of scenes after that, they're like, "Which girl do you want to go with?" And Hannah is the one that like comes up to you and she's like, "Why don't you come and make some perfume with me?" And <laughs> Because she's immediately there. If you select to go with somebody else, she's just like, oh, okay, no worries, and walks off. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, well, fucking, what did you expect, bitch? You just bled all over me. Hanging out with you is like an OH&S hazard. I don't know what I'm going to get. <laughs> like, can't be that upset that I don't want to go with you. <laughs> Got a bit of a kick out of that. Um, and uh, you're sent, you're also sent this, piece of skin as a present from this serial killer and um it's a tattoo and it's a tattoo from an old guy that you get introduced to quite early and i thought it would be really funny if the tattoo wasn't actually on his forearm and it was like a tramp stamp or something (laughs) so you have to like pull up his shirt to see it (laughs) i don't know 
or like they'd have to think of some sort of like really inventive way to show the audience that this really old menacing looking dude has this sexy little tram stamp <laughs> oh my god can you imagine <laughs> i would have taken a that's, dark turn <laughs> that's what goes through my head while i'm playing these <laughs> yeah well i think that would have been much more amusing <laughs> if that was yeah. the way it had gone actually and how the fuck can she afford her an appoint her apartment? I just don't get that. I can't well, live we, alone. So how can she? We don't know anything about her. She might have a really well paid job. <laughs> she doesn't look like she has a well paid job. She dresses like a maybe. Hobo. Maybe she has inherited tons of wealth from her father or mother. <sighs> These bloody rich kids getting all yeah. the handouts, and I That's can't live on my own. It's not fair. So did you have any <laughs> laugh out loud moments while you're playing the game? I actually did laugh out loud when she bled over the piano. And oh, I've remembered I remembered the bit that made me just really chuckle. What? It was a proper ha moment. It was the part where she, you talk to Hannah for the first time. Yeah. And you play the piano with her and she tells you to play these four notes of which, you know, you just tap the phone in at any point and you go da, yeah. da, da, da. And then she she starts saying like, "Okay, well, I'll play the bass and you can play the lead notes. <laughs> and you're like, okay, do I have to play this at a certain time? And you can just like play them really quick. Like, and then it doesn't even change anything. It just sounds awful. And afterwards, yeah. you know, she's smiling like it was beautiful. And it was just so funny how bad it sounded. <laughs> she is in a mental hospital, so, you know. I guess, yeah, it's true. She's not the best musician. Um, oh, the, Yeah. Sorry, I was like, I've got one more, but do you have one more? No, I was just going to mention the part about like the the touchpad making things that should be seamless and flawless kind of seem rough and clumsy, like yeah. when you're putting the epinephrine in the syringe, oh, <laughs> just God. filling it up so slowly. <laughs> that took me ages, oh, and funny. when I had to like jam it into her chest and then push down on the plunger it, I didn't do it in one swoop it was yeah. like do, 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 do. it's like the that probably would have killed her. yeah <laughs> I did um, actually really like how when you pull the uh, pull the tubes out of Toby's nose and the blood spritz out that was oh I quite like that it was visually pleasing yeah actually I'm pretty sure that that was a um, prosthetic if you look really close it's not her it's a prosthetic Alright, I just figured she had something up her nose that would spew when you pulled the thing. Nah, you can tell because you look at her lips and her lips aren't the proper colour. Um, so it's like silicone or something. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. They did a really good job with that one. Because the first time mm. I saw it, I didn't realise that it was a prosthetic. So I was like, yeah, good job, guys. Um, yeah. The the part that made me laugh was um, you basically go in through these tunnels to explore the secret areas of Delphi House. And um, you escape through this one little door, which is a tiny little door that leads to the greenhouse and it has this little latch on it. It's like one of those latches that, you know, kind of like a bolt action thing, like you would find in a rifle or whatever. You know those ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you got to yeah. go push it up and then pull it. Anyway, <laughs> it's one of those like really I I rudimentary, <laughs> rudimentary uh, locks. And then when you come back on the other side of the door is the spot for you to put a medallion to twist to unlock it so no matter what that locking mechanism on the outside doesn't match what's on the inside so i was like well how the fuck do you get in from the outside if it's locked that way on the inside <laughs> like it, it makes no sense so Man, like the inconsistency it's like yeah 
that was a funny continuity error. But otherwise, other than that, I thought their continuity was pretty good. It was it was okay. I, there's nothing really too much to fault. Um, yeah, I I did quite like the scene that, that well it depends on what playthrough you do, but it was the one where you kind of breathe in the perfume at the end. Have you done that one? Oh, intentionally. Yeah, that yeah. was my last ending. Yeah, that one was the most batshit insane one. Yeah. That, well, I mean, I've only done two, so I can't say. But <laughs> it just um, it felt like. Have you seen the film Midsummer? No, but I know exactly what happens in it. I watched it. Yeah, it was like they just nonsense like that that I found quite hilarious. Yeah. Well, what I found really funny as well is like, I'm not a botanist, but I'm pretty sure that oleander is highly poisonous and you can't even touch it without getting a rash. And then you see these people handling it all over the place. So, yeah, you make a good point. And also the fact that there's the underground bit where there's tons of oleander growing up the wall. It's in a yeah. fucking cave. There's no light. I didn't see any like hydroponics or artificial grow lights growing on. So, how were the how were these plants growing? Makes no sense. I don't know. But the most frustrating um, plot thread that they left hanging is the serial killer person basically tells you your mother is still alive, and not in a single one of those endings do you ever get any closure on that you never see her again you see her once as like a hallucination but you never get any closure as to whether she actually is alive or dead so i'm just like pay that off if you're gonna bring it up and put it in every single playthrough please i wonder if um that sort of stuff was left on the cutting room floor like it seems they set up a lot of things to, to be paid off but never got around to shooting the footage which is a real shame unless it's just a poorly written film Unless they're just keeping it for the sequel. Oh. I don't think there's going to be a sequel. But yeah, I think so. <laughs> that does remind me, like, they do... So, apologies for the um, pretentious screenwriting talk. But back in my <laughs> day, when I studied this stuff, um, there's certain rules that you have to follow in filmmaking that this game definitely does not follow. And a lot of that is, like, they put a lot of weight on several motifs, which is, like the doll or um fucking the masks and stuff or Mm. the oleander well i guess they sort of pay off the oleander stuff but um oh and the foxes that keep reoccurring yeah Uh, so one of the rules in like screenwriting is if you are going to show something it has to have a purpose so it's like Chekhov's gun if you show a gun in the first third of the movie, it's going to go off by the final act. Um, So they have like the doll, which is introduced sort of somewhere near the beginning. And then like two scenes later, they revisit it and then that's never brought up again. So it has no real significance. That would be like written out of the script. If this was a film, it would be unless they were going to bring the doll back for some other sort of deleted scene. Yeah. Like it's all these things that are sort of like inconsistently put in there that, really have no place being in there unless they had a greater significance so um yeah but having said that like it's not a film so they don't have to follow the same rules but it's just little things like that that sort of stood out to me which made like gave me the feeling of there was supposed to be more that they didn't pay off because i'm expecting a resolution on these threads that they've created and never got it but other than that i really liked it yeah that's fair enough, and I, I I agree about the inconsistencies. I never really actually thought about the doll, but you're right; that doesn't really have yeah. much of a. It doesn't really give much to the story at all. 
Well, they use like an entire flashback sequence on the doll and yeah. then um, the doll is stolen from your apartment and then delivered to you in a box with a piece of skin. And then that's it. It's like, uh, that's all? Like you've you had to establish this doll just so you could establish that it is re-delivered to me with skin on it. You could have just <laughs> delivered the skin as is and it would have the same impact. Maybe there's some deeper meaning that we're not seeing. I highly doubt that, but either way... <laughs> Well, they, it's they a whole... like, we've introduced this doll you might as well put yeah. it somewhere else it doesn't <laughs> really add anything but here it is or the the props person is like we bought this doll so now let's try and get it in a few scenes to justify yeah. the fact that i've paid for this doll and then once the film is over i'm going to give it to my kid for free like that's what <laughs> yeah. props people do <laughs> just gonna wipe that scar off his arm yep here's <laughs> her <laughs> but most of it was done, done pretty well i you yeah. could kind of you could kind of tell it was a little bit low budget. Like it's obviously not a high quality, a high budget film <clears throat> sort of mm. thing with the sets and everything. But yeah, most of it was pretty good. The cinematography was really good though. Like the the shots yeah. they held on were great, and the camera quality was pretty darn good. Yep, yep. I've got no yeah. complaints there whatsoever. Yeah. Well, considering that we all have it from PS Plus last month, and if even if you just do one playthrough, you know, it takes like an hour and a half to two hours. So. If you just want to see what it's like, try it at FMV. This is a good place to start. And if you don't like it, you've only wasted two hours of your time. So yeah. no big deal. And that's why I find it so easy to replay is because it's so short. Like, granted, you sit through a lot of the same stuff, but it's not like heavy rain or something where if you replay that to get different endings, you have to sit through like six hours worth of gameplay. This is just like... um feature length and then that's it which is why i've managed to play it so much in like two days yeah an impressive amount actually yeah well (laughs) after this i'm going to play the last playthrough get that platinum trophy and delete it off my hard drive Uh, i'm uh i thought i might go for the platinum but we'll see there's five or four more playthroughs i need to do looking a little bit intimidating right now yeah i think you need to play um horizon zero dawn first yes yes that's true i mean i'm level 25 now so oh that's not bad you're actually I'm making good it. headway yeah yeah i'm I'm speeding through it quicker than excellent I cool all right um yeah that's probably what we've got to say about erica i would actually just mention that i didn't realize the composer of the game's music was austin wintry who did the music for uh flower and journey and i think the banner saga as well so that's oh. cool although i actually paid no attention to the music in this uh so, I I did actually. I, good. I took note and I'm like, ooh, that's a nice sounding cello. But other than that, like, uh, it was very s- understated. Yeah, I think the only music I really remember hearing was the aria for Delphi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it yeah. kept on appearing. But yeah. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <laughs> you play those notes. <laughs> wow. You play it so well. You're a natural. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, wow, you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well anyway that's erica i recommend it give it a go if you have it yeah i agree i mean if you've got it for ps plus there's no there's no reason not to really it's just a film treat it as a film oh and and play it with friends if you have friends that are in your immediate vicinity and don't breach quarantine to come and play it with you but yes this would be a really good one to play on the couch with a bunch of people yeah i agree that would be cool cool to try out and if i had friends i would do that yeah 
<laughs> oh, um, see if you can track down that Frankenstein game with Tim Curry as well. Oh, yeah, I will. That yeah. sounds very curious. Walk John forward. <laughs> Turn <laughs> right. Like Nigel Thornberry's voice guiding me. Yeah. Excellent. I'm just a sweet transvestite. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Nigel Thornberry? <laughs> no. <Rocky Horror>. Yes. <laughs> His best role. <laughs> Finally, though, Rocky Horror, um, Frankenfurter basically is Frankenstein. So he plays like two of the same character, but one of them's a little bit more flamboyant than the other. Frankenfurter and Frankenstein. One's a sausage, one's a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I just got that (laughs) halfway through my laugh. (laughs) I was like, what? Sausage? (laughs) And then it... (laughs) And then it dawned on me. <laughs> All right. What's on next week? So next week, all going well, we should be doing a podcast about Horizon Zero Dawn. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it's a lot to get through, but I feel like I feel like I can do it. I've got the pressure you now because Adam has, has, uh, has already just like whipped through that game whipped whipped through it dashed through it i don't know something like that i'll probably platinum platinum it tomorrow and then um have a week to actually maybe play something else but who knows so everyone can can look forward to that i've got some thoughts on that game already (laughs) i do too and have i have a story about my emotional journey playing the game oh okay i'm I'm looking forward to to going through that journey with you good it's better than the game journey because that game sucks yeah i'm not gonna say <laughs> <laughs> now people are gonna flame me yes controversy it's, it's, gets it's me the, noticed <laughs> we've got a lot lot of controversial opinions on this podcast <laughs> it's what it's what the listeners want yeah that's what they've all not, told us <laughs> i didn't like journey but whatever that's a whole other story <laughs> yeah oh we should thank our sponsors Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank our sponsors, um, Tom from MySpace. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sponsoring us, Tom. I'd also like to thank Lucian Flowers for the doll he gave me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> and Sergeant Blake for that PG-rated kiss. <laughs> you know how to leave a man wanting more. Speaking of wanting more. The listeners have had enough. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.